Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast it's the Darkest Timeline Podcast. So it's me rambling on about all sorts of stuff from the week when this was recorded and talking about some entertainment stuff. The games, the movies, the TVs. Uh it's a, in a lot of ways it's a Christmas heavy episode, which will feel weird getting it at the point in time that you're getting it, but you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles, uh, yeah, like it, like it, like it. Um, before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe, and comment. Drop in a review you want to drop, and share the podcast around. If you've got a friend, and they love a podcast, send this their way, they might even thank you for it. Right, let's get started, so here we go, this is CookieCast, the Darkest Timeline Podcast. Hello. How you doing? You alright? Are you well? <coughs> he says with a big cough. Um, if you are, good. I hope, I hope you stay well. If not, I hope you uh, recover quickly. Um, it's the season of germs. I always have to sort of bear in mind that these podcasts come weeks after... Not like loads of weeks. It's about three weeks after the fact... So I keep having to remind myself that, like, today I'll be talking about Christmas-related things when this will be aired, released, and listened to. It'll be after Christmas, so I have to bear that in mind, stuff like that. Um, but it is absolutely the season season of germs, and uh, they're everywhere. Um, I had. Uh, I had a silly cold thing. Never did make up its mind what it wanted to be. Um, so that was just annoying. And then three quarters of my children are sick with a variety of different things. So there's there's that. Um, so yeah, tis the season. Um feel a bit frazzled this evening it was not uh not the best of evenings dog ate my tea um not in a your dinner's in the dog kind of sense more in a probably shouldn't have left it out on the side and gone upstairs kind of sense so you know <sighs> um like i said going to be talking about some uh, some christmas related stuff at a time that this podcast will come out after Christmas. However, moving on swiftly to... uh, I went to watch my middle daughter's nativity. So, I've been going to watch nativities for... Now, this will seem strange. Um, I'm going to give a number. It will seem strange without any explanation but believe me it's true i'm going to see nativity plays for about 20 years more than 20 years actually um so even 20 years ago it wasn't high on my list of things to do um so there's that aspect um, it, it's a mixture of things. Um, I have that whole "you're only there to see your child" kind of thing. Um, it, nativities are always super religious, and so on and so forth. Um, once you get into a situation where it's your own children you're going to see, um then means a little bit more to you but ultimately it's like oh i'm playing a a sheep oh how many sheep are there 20 all right okay i'm playing uh, i'm (laughs) trying i'm trying to think of things that aren't what my children are doing this year i'm playing you know they're 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 very rarely going to rock up with i'm playing one of the wise men 
I'm playing the narrator. That was always a good role to get. Um, very rare that that, that kind of happens. Um, so, middle daughter's nativity. Um, took my youngest daughter. Little, little time to go. Um, she absolutely loved it. She was transfixed through the whole thing. Um, but what I'm, what I'm getting at is, I wasn't, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to belittle anything. I wasn't going in for, um, a, a, a fantastic, raucous time. I was going to see one of my children perform in a nativity. Take from that what you will. I know what I mean. You might not. Um, what I was <laughs> what I wasn't expecting was the absolute delight that the <laughs> that the nativity was. In some ways, it was like a car crash in slow motion. In some ways. Um, getting the getting this early stuff out of the way to start with. Um, fantastic seeing my daughter perform, and I thought she did amazing. As a parent, that's just that. I genuinely thought she did really well. Uh, she had a she had a, a middle kind of role, and she did it to the best of her ability. I thought she did really well, and that was that. <coughs> she did not make the performance. She was just part of the nativity. There <laughs> there were two children in the nativity that did absolutely make the performance. They were worth every penny paid for the ticket, and the tickets were free. So, there was a child... <laughs> I had to, I had to cover my mouth through about two thirds of the nativity because I was laughing so hard. There was a child who decided part way <laughs> who decided part way through the nativity that it wasn't enough about her. She'd made this decision. It, it just wasn't enough about her. And she needed to do something to change that. And that's what she did. She injected herself into every single <laughs> scene from that point on. It was fantastic. Nearly as good as watching uh, four adults, some of them barely, trying to wrangle said child. <laughs> said child and failing <laughs> I was crying with laughter it was fantastic it's hands down one of the best performances I've ever seen it, it was just it was amazing So, that's one child that really made the performance for me. Another child was a child who was like, "Hey, my 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 mum's here. My mum's here, and she sat in the front row. Um, I don't want to be in the nativity. I would rather watch the nativity." sat with my mum having a hug so that's what I'm going to do <laughs> this child just left the nativity and went and sat with their parents they were then obviously shuffled back to their position and they were like hey, I'm not really down with this I'm just going to go and sit with my mum so I'm going to do that this went on and on multiple times and <laughs> in some kind of I can only presume it's some kind of protest 
this child was like, okay, if I can't sit with my mum, then I'm basically just going to have to expose myself. So I just started, like, pulling his top up. <laughs> now then, the these two things, these two children, were doing these two things at the same time. And I... I'm trying not to howl with laughter whilst this is going on. As you can tell by my my recounting this to you now, it was incredibly difficult. Um Oh man, you know those you know those situations where you you, you want to laugh so much be, and you are laughing, but you have got to hide it. Like I kept looking over at my daughter and she was sat and she's smiling and she's waving and I am crying with laughter. But I don't need her to know that. So I'm like, I've got one hand over my mouth and I'm waving with the other hand. And then I'm trying to make out like I'm talking to my youngest daughter. Whilst in actual fact, I'm just laughing. It was phenomenal it was it's hands down the best production of anything i've ever been to it was just the best the best i want every single performance of anything i ever go to from now on to be that good everything i work on the principle everything will be a disappointment from this point out that's all i have to work on because there was nothing's ever going to be that good again Oh, you know when you've laughed so much you feel like sick because it hurts your midsection. That's how I feel right now. And that's certainly how I felt then because I couldn't laugh then. Oh, I feel like I'm going to be sick. Maybe a burp will help. Oh, my word. Oh, no, burp turned into a yard. Oh, sheesh. Um, oh, it was just the best. So, I've had a theory. For years at this point. You know, as a parent, you ask your children what they want to be when they grow up. Um, my eldest is in that position where you get three different types of answers from her. One is, I mean, does anybody really know what they want to be? And I always go, no. I'm 42 and I don't know what I want to be. Um, so, you know, you can get on board with it. Another answer is, you know, when children want to be like space cowboy vets, you'll get an answer like that. I want to be a, a vet Monday to Friday, and then I want to be a animal groomer on the weekend. Okay, that sounds perfectly acceptable um and then you'll get another answer the third answer is always different to the last answer uh she revealed one at the weekend oh when i grow up i want to be this i think she said she wished for it at some point she's like "I, i wished for this and when she told me what it was i was like Ah, you've reached that stage. Um, I keep telling my elders that she should abandon all of these plans and dreams and just become a solicitor. Because her powers, uh, her bargaining powers are uh, top notch. Um, However, as a parent, and in some ways a veteran... Here is the here is the truth of the matter. Here is the thing that all children should become. School photographer. But but why? Why you I hear you ask. Why should all children become school photographers for all the amazing jobs that there are out there? Why should children become school photographers? Well, let me tell you. Um there have been two sets of photographs recently. Uh, my youngest daughter 
went to have uh, a series of photographs done through preschool and my two older daughters had school photographs so I took the youngest daughter and I was like oh, we're gonna gonna go to preschool real quickly get you get some photos taken so they show they showed me some of the photos the photos were amazing they were they were fantastic I was like these photos are great I want all of them but let's be real once you've bought the camera you own it once you bought all the light and you own it and they had like two different backdrops that were just sheets so you know not a huge layout there was a laptop involved because it was a digital camera and they wanted to show you the pictures and blah 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 blah. once you've bought these items they're they're paid for they're done you own them and that that's that obviously there's probably some kind of you know petrol involved getting around places all of that is offset by the fact that you can then emotionally blackmail the parents of the children you photographed by saying you can have four photographs of the 50 that were taken. You can have four of them for £47. Four photographs. £47. Where's the where's the expense? I feel it's a job that has no real outlay. And then it's a digital it's a digital photograph. Forty-seven pounds for four. You can buy a digital bundle, a digital uh, pack, which I think was something like sixty-something pounds, which you could get for half price if you bought something else. But the cheapest thing you could buy, you had to buy multiple of to get the discount. So. We we ended up looking at it, it as like it's going to cost us fifty quid no matter what. I think there was some sort of postage involved. Then there was this um and iron whether we'd get them before Christmas. It's insanity. The the school ones are even better. Oh, give us all of your money. I I have to because my older two get a photo taken together. I have to get that one, half price basically. Two for one. Two for one. And then I have to pick a certain size and a certain like setup so that I can just pay the 15 quid. Now, previously, they used to do this thing where they'd do free postage. Like, okay, you know, you're sending it to me, great. But what they've started doing now, which is just amazing free postage is in fact we will send the photograph to school where it can then be given to your child and your child can bring it home ultimately it's not free postage it's child labor i'm pretty sure there are laws against that the entire concept is utter insanity the cost involved is beyond anything reasonable and here's the thing remember at the start of this run i mentioned emotional blackmail oh yes because if you don't buy the photograph well that means you're a bad parent doesn't it you don't want the lovely pictures of your lovely children no 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 bad parent bad parent naughty parent you don't love your child because you didn't give us 50 quid for four photos did you now i'm like all of you 
Stop what you're doing. Stop trying to become doctors and vets. And space cowboys. Stop all of that. Just get a digital camera and go round schools taking pictures. And sell those pictures to those parents for what will buy that point, what that point in time, you'll be able to charge a hundred pounds a picture. And oh, those parents are gonna pay it. They're not a bad parent. They're gonna pay that money. So, you know, minimum of 50 quid per child, 30 children. So, there's an earning. Big money. Do we remember when I said that I'd had a tattoo done? Um, having having a tattoo. It, short version is, depending where it is, depends what you can do. Simple as that. Recommended sort of. No matter what, recommended three days. No, don't do any exercise for three days. Don't get it wet. Don't, you know, don't do anything for three days is the usual recommended sort of thing. Um, However, if you are having a tattoo on your leg, don't go and do leg-related things. Running, too much walking, a leg day. You know, these things are silly. Don't do them. So, I had a tattoo done on um, the Thursday, and it was his leg. It was on my leg. Come Sunday, I'm like, tell you, tell you this for nothing, I ain't doing no yoga. I don't know no yoga. I ain't doing no yoga. So, that was that. It's as simple as that. I'm just not going to do any yoga this week. Amongst other things, I'm not going to go swimming. Can't go swimming until it's healed. Not going to do any yoga. Won't be doing a leg day. Blah, 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 blah. You know, that's that. But that wasn't that, was it? It's never going to be that, is it? I have never really... Having never stuck to a yoga regime, I've never really seen the other side of the coin. So, and bearing in mind, we're talking about one session of yoga once a week. It's actually two sessions. One's a warm-up and one's a full-blown yoga session. Now, I've always had this fear. And my fear was, that once you start doing it, what happens if you can't do it or stop doing it? What happens if you get to a point where you're like, oh, I can't do it today? There's a big reason why I don't do it every day. There are multiple reasons why I don't do it every day. But my fear was if I got into a routine, and yes, like I say, it's once a week at the moment. If I got into a routine, but then for some reason didn't do it, what would happen I can answer that question now, because that's what happened. I got into a routine of doing it, and then I didn't do it. Oh my word. In the book I've been reading, there's this phrase, or this sort of description that comes up every now and then, about muscles being like steel cables. And... You know, when you're reading something or you listen to an audiobook or you get a description of something, you can kind of picture what is meant. But there's a big difference between reading or hearing or whatever versus actually living. So, I didn't do one session of yoga. No biggie. I'll, I'll pick it up next week. For the entire week, I was like, what is happening to my body? I couldn't sit in a particular, like, I couldn't sit in a position for longer than, like, seconds in a lot of ways. We were talking, like, a few minutes before seizing up. Like, my legs were just so stiff. 
and my left, the left side of my body from like the middle of my back all the way down to my foot. The left side of my body was just like, it felt like I had a steel cable running from middle to lower back all the way down my left leg. I had to try and like stretch. Like there was a point where I was out in a shop at one point and I'm trying to like stretch out my hips because I was in so much pain because everything was so tight and so just like, like, and I'm just like, is this from not doing yoga? Can it literally be that? Now then, small caveat. Um, last week, I put the weight uh, that I was working out with up substantially. And I hit a leg day. And for a, there was a point where I thought it was something to do with that. So, I'm like, okay... We'll know for sure, we'll have an answer for sure, come Sunday. Because Sunday is yoga day. So if I do yoga on Sunday, because I'm able to go back to doing it, if I do it and find that afterwards I feel a lot looser and not as tight and I'm able to like sit in a position for more than four minutes without seizing up, then we'll know, yes, it was the yoga. However, if it's not, then it's something else and it's a different issue. I could go into a long list of free, a long list of things it could have possibly been, but there's no point. Sunday rolls round. I'm like, right, let's get stuck in. Banged out the yoga warm up. Job done. Got stuck into the yoga. Something I've always thought, and I, because I've heard a lot about it, is that doing yoga, like you do it once, and then when you do it the second time, you will be ever so slightly better and then you do it a third time and you'll be ever so slightly better than you were the second time and the idea behind it is that if you keep doing it and you keep up with the routine and you keep going that you will just improve little by little and then you'll be able to do the things that you couldn't do in the first one and then you'll be able to go to a more advanced yoga and so on and so forth what i can say from experience is I am seeing that I can I can do more. I did more on Sunday than I did in the first one. I did more on Sunday than I did two weeks ago. So it's very much proofs in the pudding. Did yoga on Sunday. Felt a little bit of lower back pain. Left hand side. But... All that tightness, all that stiffness, all the pain, <coughs> the pulling, the tightness of the muzzle, everything that I felt last week, touch wood, basically gone. But now we've got the other side of the problem. The other side of the problem is, what we're saying here is, well, that's me doing yoga every Sunday, at least. From now until death, basically. Now, at the point in time that I started it, I was very much like, I need to see some benefits, otherwise I won't bother. But I think I'm probably definitely going to see some benefits. And this is probably going to be me. And if I'm honest, I'm kind of working on the principle that as time goes on, I'll probably end up doing it more rather than less. That's kind of the thought process. So, I think I'm okay with it, but we'll see. <coughs> oh my word, I've got a tickly thing. I've got ticklies going on. Um, I got up early one day last week. Now I know what you're thinking. That's That's not really that much of an achievement. But it is. If you may. In a lot of ways, I don't have to get up at the moment. And in a lot of ways, what I mean when I say that is, I don't have to get up and go to work. 
So I don't have to be up. I don't have to go to the office. Because I'm not working at the moment. Because I'm on paternity leave. In reality. When you've got the number of children that I've got. And a dog. That eats your tea. That's not what I'm referring to. but um, And a multitude of other things going on. It's not like you're having much of a lie in. But. I've always had I've always had a weird relationship with sleep. So I always used to say to people, I love being awake. I love the things that you can do while you're awake. I love being awake um, through the night when other people are sleeping. I love I used to love staying up all night. I used to love partying all night. I used to love all sorts of stuff that would revolve around being awake when other people aren't. And all the mischief you can get up to in that time. That was me. That's who I was. However, I also love being asleep. Love my sleep. And I always used to say to people, I was I was conditioned as a child to sleep. Um, it's a very long story um, about how... I was conditioned to sleep. Very much a double-edged sword. One is, as a child, I could just sleep. I could sleep through, you know, sleep through whatever. As a person, the ability to sleep through anything isn't that great. I've slept through earthquakes. That isn't a lie. I won't slept through an earthquake. Um, a multitude of other stories that I'm not going to go into right now but when I sleep I am one step away from actually being dead so recently I've been looking into a lot about how to get out of bed <laughs> for want of a better way of putting it how to get out of bed. And I know for a lot of people that sounds ridiculously stupid. But you've got to understand, it's something I've never really been able to do. Go back 10 or 15 years, there was there was there was no way of getting me out of bed. You had to start an hour and a half before I needed to be out of bed. And even then probably going to get a bit dicey go back 10 years 5 years different different types of things I reached a point funnily enough around about the time that I became a parent where I made a decision I made a commitment and I said this cannot continue so to try and be a, a good parent I'm going to try really hard to get up and I put all these um I put all these things in place to make sure that I could get out of bed when I was supposed to and go and and go and do. And then I, I transposed that into I need to be at work at a certain time, which means I need to be out of bed at a certain time. This needs to happen, otherwise all these other things don't happen. And I managed to make that work. And that basically made me almost a fully functioning human adult. 20 years too late, but hey. That's not what I'm talking about. If you said to me, you need to be up at 7 o'clock in the morning, my answer would be, okay, I'll be up at 7 o'clock in the morning. I'd set an alarm for half six. One for quarter two, one for ten two, one for five two, and I'd get out of bed for seven. Job done. And that's that. I proved it recently. I had to drive to London. I needed to be on the road at a certain time. I was on the road at that time. Simple as that. But everything that I've got going on at the moment, everything I'm going through at the moment, everything that I'm trying to do at the moment all depends on if you could get out of bed 
at seven because you needed to be somewhere. What if you could get out of bed at six? What could you achieve in that hour? And if you could get out of bed at six, what if you got out of bed at five? What if you got out of bed at four? We always hear about all these celebrities who go to bed at nine and get up at four and and, and own the day before nine o'clock. They've done a full day's work before nine o'clock. For a lot of people, it sounds ridiculous. However, there are a variety of benefits to getting up. So, I set a day. I set a day, I set a point in time. And I was like, on that day, I am going to do it. I'm going to get up. I'm going to get up an hour before I need to actually get up. That's the goal. I had alarms set. But, and here's the kicker. I had four alarms set. But only one of them was set for the time I wanted to be out of bed. So, alarm goes off. I get up. And I went. And here's the thing. My alarm goes off. Seven o'clock in the morning. Like so many people out there in the world. I go. I'll just have another five minutes. Or another 15 minutes. Hey. You know. I'm not I'm not going I'm not getting up and going to work. Whatever. Recently I've had to get out of bed to turn the alarm off. And it's like that magnetic pull of oh, I'll just get back into bed for 5 minutes. So that's what I've been dealing with recently. On this particular day I was like, right, all that I have to do is not get back into bed and I'll be out of bed an hour earlier and then then we can crush it. Then we can get after it. Then we can own the day. And that's what I did. So, day started an hour earlier. I cannot even begin to express what that day was like. The day was magical. I'm not I'm not joking, I'm not being facetious, I'm not. Uh, this isn't a wind up the day was like like no other my run was the fastest run I'd done ever I got a personal best for it Um, and I also got it done earlier in the day so I had more time to, to whatever my workout it was like the weights were, were weightless. Um, I I had to walk the dog, took the dog on a long walk. I had like various things to do with the day. I was getting them done earlier. I was getting them out of the way. I was ticking them off my to-do list. The day was absolute bliss. And all I could think all day was... All I had to do was get out of bed an hour earlier. That's it. That's all I had to do. And I was like, this is a real it's a real achievement. It's a real, real turning point. It's real. I've turned a corner here. I've seen behind the curtain. I've seen the cheat code. All of this. So that was that. I was like, I get it now. I understand. Here's the kicker. Because I was like, uh, now that I've done it, I know I can do it and I know how to do it. So let's just do it. And you know what I'm going to say. I haven't been able to do it since. What I'm dealing with at the moment is You ever like driven up a hill, ridden a bike up a hill, run up a hill, walked up a hill, whatever. You're going up a hill, and as you reach a certain point of the of the hill, you can start to see over the top, over the other side, and you can see what's what's over there and what's coming and what you know all that sort of stuff. That's what's going on at the moment. I can see 
what's over the other side of the hill but there are days when that hill is like you know I just another 10 feet to go and I'll be over the hill and there are other days when that hill is 300 miles long and I just I really want to be over the other side of that hill but there's so much that's like it's not it's not the time it's not the time the time it's not for you and you know and you know what my biggest and this I'm going to say it here and now what my biggest excuse because I know full well it's an excuse what my biggest excuse is I know I'm going back to work in like a month that's my biggest excuse that's my reason because again because I know I'm going to have to completely change my life again to go back to work so I'm kind of like well what's the point in doing it now if I'm going to do it why don't I wait a month and do it then but then there's that part of me that goes because you'll be dead by then because that's the way life works if you wait a month you will not be here in a month that's the way life goes irony being is if I did it now I might not be dead in a month as I mentioned earlier Three quarters of my children are sick. That's right, all the germs. Um, youngest daughter. There's a lot of there's a lot of big boy germs going around at the moment, um, and Leanne got quite worried that my youngest daughter might have one of the big boy germs. Um, I'm very much. I don't like to panic and worry unless I'm given a reason to panic and worry. So, at the start of the, oh, well, she's got this or she's got that or she's got the other, I'm like, yeah, but she's also not got nine other different things that also are symptoms. So let's not worry about it, yeah? That's me. While secretly going, oh, man. What if she, what if she's got one of these super germs? So last, so it was like Wednesday into Thursday, Thursday into Friday, um, and she was at the end of the day. She was poorly, uh, full of cold, making her not hungry. And tired and, and all and tired but unable to sleep, that kind of thing. So ultimately, no preschool. Because, you know, a novel idea is, you know, be a responsible parent and don't send your sick child to preschool. Just throwing that one out there. Anybody, you know, anybody could take that advice. Um so She was told, you're not going to go to preschool. And obviously at that age, it's the end of the world. The actual end of the world, not going to preschool. It's okay, though. You can stay at home and watch TV. So there was a point in the day where it was just me and her. And she's like, uh, I want to watch TV. And I'm like, ah, let's not. Let's do something else. Um, so we did a, a Christmas related activity and that was that and then she was like uh, I want to watch TV like uh, let's do something else so we did something else we did another Christmas related activity and after that she said I want to watch TV and I was like but if you just start watching TV now that's that's it for the day and you're going to be like a zombie. 
And I was kept, I kept doing that whole, let's just get a bit further, let's just get a bit further, let's get a bit further through the day. How about we get a bit further? What if we do something different? And then I reached a point where I was like, she's been told, if she stays at home, she can sit and watch TV. She can sit on the sofa and watch TV. And although I hate that aspect of things, I was also like, but she's sick. And isn't that what you do when you're sick? Especially when you're little. It's like, get on the sofa, get a blanket, put TV on, watch some nonsense, feel sorry for yourself. Um, I imagine you'd probably do that as an adult. So, that was that was kind of that. I caved in the end. I was just like, yeah, you're sick. Have I... So, talking about uh, not doing yoga, uh, I think I will have mentioned that I didn't. I didn't go and do a park run on the uh, Saturday after I'd had a tattoo done. Um, so, Saturday I'd just gone, or good to go. Possibility of cancellation for park run, not happy. Uh, and it was one of these. It was like, oh, we'll 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 let you know in the morning. So I checked, and they hadn't let anybody know. So I was like, sod it, we're off. We're gonna go. Me and the dog, you know, the one that eats people's tea. Uh, we'll go to the park room. Uh, we got there, <laughs> and um, that park room averages about four hundred people. Um, I thought a third of the people had turned up because you know it was uh, it was cold. <sighs> Honestly, weekend warriors. I thought it was a third of the people had turned up. Turned out it was a quarter of the people had turned up. My dog was the only dog there. That's. That, that, I was just like, oh, God, you people annoy me. Oh, it's cold. And I'm going to go and do my one bit of exercise for the week. I'm going to stay in bed where it's warm. Fucking pussies. Um, I set out with a goal. I've shaved time off my park run every, every week that I've done it. Through this bout of doing it. And when I started doing it again... It was lower. All of that. So, I was like, right, I'm going to do a sub 30 minute park run. Now, the theory was sound. The theory was sound because I shaved two minutes off a week. Every week for the last few weeks. Shaving two minutes off this week would have made a sub 30 or thereabouts park run in my head completely doable because apparently i just have to turn up and i shave two minutes off simple however few minor drawbacks one because it was a little icy they had coned off certain areas of the of the path of the of the route and it was only Coming into the fourth lap, did I realise, oh, if you have to run round these bits, you're actually running further, which is going to take longer. That's silly. Realised all too late, the damage was done. The other thing was, I never did the maths. Hand on the maths involved to get sub-30. Sub-30 is less than 10 minute mile now I am a man who at one point was running a 13 minute mile there or thereabouts it was probably over 13 minutes more recently that's not been the case but a 12 minute mile so under 10 minute mile is not in my wheelhouse and I didn't do the maths to work that one out 
So I went around the first time. And I was like, okay, so the time they've given is over six minutes. I worked out the, you know, six, 12, 24, and, uh, and another six, boom, 30 minutes, job done. That's what I worked out. Not great when you finish your first one, it's like, oh, um, 6.27 or something like that. I was like, I am already off the pace, having done the first one. Go around again, 12 minutes, 12.50 something. I was like, I am off the pace by nearly a minute. Go around again. And I started to realise that although I was still in the area, I would have to make up a lot of time over three more laps. And as I went round and round and round, I was like, <sighs> trying to trying to find ways to go faster and all this, that, and the other. Um, I said I'd been working on this thing a little while ago. There weren't enough people there to put it into action. The, we, the, the one just gone. As it was, A came in over 30 minutes. So that was that. I was disappointed. I, were, I, I was disappointed. In actual fact... I did get a personal best, which means that it's, yet again, my fastest park run. Yet again, my fastest 5K. All of that. But I just felt disappointed until I got home and I had a conversation with Leanne where she was like, um, you'd have to do under 10-minute miles. I was like, oh, I can't do that. So, the target... Is the we're gonna go with the thirty minute mark and take it from there? I guess. Mm, yeah. Uh, last thing from from the week that was is uh, when I see the big man, the big man. Uh, I don't mean the man upstairs. I do mean the jolly fat man. And no. I don't mean me, because I'm not jolly. Went to see Father Christmas. Um, took all the children. Uh, <laughs> what a fantastic cross-section. Let's face it, my eldest doesn't believe and hasn't for... I'm going to say two years. I think it's more like three. Possibly more. My middle daughter um, still believes and is absolutely well up for seeing Father Christmas. My youngest daughter doesn't like Father Christmas and cries at the mention of having a photograph taken with him. And obviously, uh, my son, he doesn't really give two hoots what's going on because he's not even six months old. I I get so I get such mixed feelings about it. Like the elves come and and I and I try I really try because they're all like oh watch things this and you have to like yeah, yeah, yeah. and I do it I'm the first I am the first one there but ultimately it is just to hide how dead I am inside so you know there's that then we go and see the big man and you know. That was all fine. It was all fine seeing the big man. Then they do like a photo opportunity where you can go and sit with Father Christmas and have your picture taken. So obviously I've got one child crying, one child that couldn't really care less, one child that wants the picture taken, and one who's in a pusher. Um, we did that. And then we did the you can you could make a tag to stick on the tree, and it was like what what you want for Christmas kind of thing. Um. And then you can go and get a present. And um, the presents were, were cool. And I'm just like, they had like craft fairs. And I was looking for something specific. And I was like, do you know something? A craft fair is absolutely the kind of place that you would get something like this. I was wrong, uh, but still managed to spend money. Uh, we went on a train. Um, and a mince pie. My one of my one of my daughters spilt hot chocolate everywhere, 
and uh, we came home. So, you know, pretty much as you'd expect, seeing Father Christmas would go. Uh, it's going to be weird because my middle daughter will reach a point in time where she presumably will no longer believe but then the younger two will still want to go and my eldest will be well over it by then so yeah I don't know don't know what the future holds for the big man um, right let's talk about some other stuff some entertainment kind of stuff uh, I've watched like three episodes three more episodes of series four of what we do in the shadows um yeah it's ticking along ticking along nicely tickety boo um it's all good i think there's only one episode left now um i'm not sure how i feel about this series i don't know how i felt about the last series and the way the way the last series ended i'm not sure how i feel about the way this one started i'm not sure about the variety of different storylines that are going on in it i just don't know how i feel there's a part of me that thinks that maybe it's run its course in some way maybe it's not as good as it once was um i think that's that might be to do with like not watching it in one go I watched like the first few episodes then I had a big break watched a few more episodes then I haven't watched any for a few days it's that kind of thing you don't really get the momentum of the story I guess um, obviously I'll persi- I will continue I'll watch the last episode when I get a chance um, so there's that uh, I have watched a film but it's a film I've seen before, and it's a film I've seen recently. But I watched it again for a specific reason. Um, I watched Lone Survivor. I watched it over the last sort of couple of days. <coughs> Having seen it before, I, I felt I could sort of watch it in bits. I uh, did a lot of my watching of it on the treadmill. Um, what I will say is, in the book I've been reading and listening to the audiobook of, um Lone Survivor comes up a lot um in the in the David Goggins book in the first David Goggins book because he's got a new book out which I'm reading at the moment. Um Lone Survivor comes up a lot. So it's it's deep seated in what he does. Whenever he's um doing these um uh, like ultra races, he's raising money for the Fallen Warrior Foundation, which is off the back of what Lone Survivor is about. Um, I don't know how to explain this, so I'm just going to say it and then probably leave it there. Having watched it this time, the second time of watching it, um, I found myself getting quite emotional. I'm not 100% sure why. I think maybe having that bit more knowledge about the story from a different perspective could be that. Um, But the question of why the people that saved him, you know, that might be spoilers, it might not. um, But why the people that saved him did it, why they did it, it... Like the, the in the film, the point of it is, is that it's baffling to him, and it's baffling to me. Um, I think it's a, for one of a better way to put it, I think it's a very beautiful thing, um, but very baffling. Um, and if I'm honest, I think it says a lot about me and my opinions of people. I guess. Um, so it's been it's been an emotional journey, like listening to the story, reading the story from one perspective. I bought the book recently. I intend to read the book. Probably a weird way around of doing it. I watched the film. I bought the book whilst watching the film. How about that? Uh, so I'm going to read the book and see how the book stacks up against the film, and then maybe take it from there. Might watch the film again. 
having after I read the book. Who knows? Um, computer games. We like to talk computer games here. Uh, I finished Gotham Knights, which in a lot of ways felt right. Um, I only used one character in the entire playthrough. I never even switched to a different character. I just played as Red Hood all the way through, and I was fine with that. Uh, you get to the end, and you unlock some very cool costumes for all four characters, and you unlock New Game Plus. Now then, people, let's be real here. We all know I am a man loves a New Game Plus. So I was all over that shiz. Um, yeah, I love New Game Plus. So I went, hey, do you know what? I'm actually going to start this again. I'm going to actually play a different character. So I started again as Nightwing. Um, it's had its difficulties playing it uh, again. Because like any game that involves any form of upgrade... And once you start it again, and you don't start with those upgrades, it's a real kick in the... Uh, um, so I very quickly, or as quickly as I could, unlocked the upgrades I required. Fast travel and stuff like that. Um, there's things I'm finding a bit more of a chore this time around. Um, and if I'm honest, I am already wondering how much more of it I'll play. Um... Which probably ties into the thing that I'm going to say next. Uh, I have been playing Sniper Contracts. That that game that I can never quite remember the full name of it. Um, this is going to sound terrible. I know how it sounds. I'm very much aware. I'll just say it and we'll move on. It was available in the sale on the PlayStation Store. I bought it in a sale on the Xbox store. <sighs> However, it annoyed me that it was on the Xbox. I wanted it on the PlayStation because I've got the other two on the PlayStation. I wanted it on the PlayStation, but I had to get it on the Xbox because it was in the sale. It then went into a sale on the PlayStation. And it was a variety of different prices and a variety of different sales. And then the most recent one, it was like a tenner. So I bought some PlayStation credit, which I paid less for. And then I bought it on the PlayStation. So shoot me. Uh, I started that again. I'd started it on the Xbox again for a second time. But it wasn't quite working fine. I didn't know if it was too soon or what. Bought it on the PlayStation in the hope that it wasn't still too soon or whatever my issue playing it on the Xbox had kind of passed. And what I can what I'm happy to report is that is the case so far. I've managed to complete nearly complete the first mission level, however you want to call it, whatever you want to say. I've nearly done the first bit. Um, which is a, a, an improvement to when I started it before. Uh, I'm into it, I'm loving it, I'm jonesing in for it, so yeah. Probably be jumping between Gotham Knights and Sniper Contracts. Um, I've been picking up some games sale-wise, but um, I've also given them to Leanne as a, here, give me this for Christmas <laughs> kind of thing. Um <laughs> Very, very long story that, that doesn't really need going into. But anyway, um, so in another couple of weeks, we will be able to talk about some other games. But for now, those are probably the games that we're going to be talking about. Um, and that is the podcast for the week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to all the ramblings. And uh, I will catch you next week. So there you go, what do you think of that? Another one done, another one gone. 
Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for being here. If I can get you to do one thing before you go, please do consider like, share, subscribe, and comment. Drop any reviews you want to drop. Check out the website. It's thecookiecast.com. Over there you can find social media links and an email button to get in touch with us for anything you might want to get in touch with us for. That's it for this one. Till next time I'm going to say bye and I'll see you then. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode of Cookie Cast, please like, share and subscribe.